How do we stop and notice that incredible, holy things happen to us every day? My name is Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt, and this is Awake, Finding the Holy in the Everyday. When you listen, I hope you'll take a few minutes to pause, to open yourself to the possibility that holiness, connection, and presence are around us all of the time. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a good week. So I've been thinking a lot lately about prayer and moments of exaltation, moments of deep sorrow, moments of joy, all of these heights and lows that bring us sometimes to spiritual experiences. Many times people will ask me, how do I build a prayer life? How do I build a life where I'm not just praying words, I'm not just saying words, but I'm actually cultivating a feeling inside of me. Sometimes people will say they feel dull, you know, when they're sitting in synagogue or when they're home with a prayer book, they can't, they can't conjure up the feeling of being connected with the Sidor or with the community and music helps. I think, I mean, We've brought music into Addis. Honestly, Addis has had music for a long time, even before um, Rabbi Alexander and I, but and Cantor Arian Brown. But but music is is um as I spoke about last week is a is a deep way of carrying us through time and space and helping us access parts of our emotional lives that we sometimes can't access on our own. But there's also the idea of cultivating the soul and cultivating those moments when we have our highs and lows, which naturally happen in a given life, and allowing God and prayer into those moments that naturally happen. And by allowing God and prayer into those moments, we elevate the the emotional highs and lows of our lives by bringing holiness as a part, a union of the emotional and the the spiritual. Here's an example from my own life. Um, I've been taking a lot of walks since the beginning of the pandemic. Walks have just, in a way that I never did before the pandemic, walks have just become a part of... Um, something I need every day to, to quiet the soul, to quiet my mind, to bring more contemplation when in my house there's Zoom school and there's meetings and there are to-do lists of things that need to get done. The house gets messy during the day, which is hard for me to not constantly be thinking like, I need to clean that area. I need to clean that area. <laughs> my mind is just constantly going. And so getting outside and walking in the world, feeling the air, breathing the air, seeing how the sun hits the earth, right, or the streets at different times during the day, whether I go in the morning or in in the dusk, whenever I, I have a, the opportunity to go. And I, I have found that these walks are helping to sensitize me to what's happening in my own mind and my own soul. 
And the other morning I was walking, it was a Sunday morning and it was around probably like eight, eight thirty in the morning. And I began my walk and the streets were quiet. It was actually just happened. It was Thanksgiving weekend. And so the streets were super quiet and I walked up my block and I came upon this um, Japanese maple tree and it was that like orange, yellow, red color. You all know what I'm talking about that live in the East and experience the fall in the way that we do in the East, on the East Coast. And the sun was hitting the leaves in the most exquisite way, almost as if the leaves became somewhat translucent and on on fire. The, the color of each leaf was just so bright and it stopped me in my tracks and all I could do is just sit there and take in the beauty of what I was seeing the glow you know the 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 gorgeous the gorgeous outline of each one of those maple leaves you know the the pointed leaf it has I think it has five five or six offshoots that come out of the leaf. And it just was a moment where I said, how unbelievable are God's works in the world. Here I am witnessing them. And at any other moment in time, I may have missed it. I may have walked right by that because my mind is busy. My life is busy. My work is busy. My children are busy. That I may have just missed it. And the moment came to me because of a cultivation of a space of walking, right, of a practice that allows me to notice, to stop and to turn and to notice. And I think that that, you know, bringing, first of all, creating the practice, A, is the first part. And the second part is then bringing God and holiness into the moment when we're experiencing it in that moment where I felt exultation, where I felt like how unbelievable is this sight that I'm looking at? Instead of just taking it in and then walking on, I took it in, I enjoyed it, and I, I brought God into that moment by speaking some, some tefillot, some psalms that could mark that moment for me as a moment of exultation. This is a practice that's brought... Um, by the Piazetsno Rebbe, who I've been studying a lot lately. Um, um, he was the rabbi of the Warsaw Ghetto, and he wrote um, a book, what well, was a manuscript called B'nai Machshava Tova, which was um, a book that, a manuscript that he wrote about cultivating a community, um, a community of consciousness, of how to, how to cultivate consciousness in a community. And he says this, he says, it is difficult for us, nearly impossible to gather our thoughts clearly, to move ourselves to awe and to sensitize ourselves to holiness. He says, in my opinion, there is a very specific reason why our souls are virtually buried and our normal state of consciousness is slumber, right? We walk through our days as if we are asleep. That's me interpreting it. 
He says moments of peak arousal and moments of prayer and contemplation do not occur simultaneously. Quite commonly, when we pray, there is no inner motion to holiness, right? Oftentimes we show up to prayer and we say, Amen, or we're standing there and we're not really feeling anything, but we know we should be there and we want to be there for community, but we're not actually feeling joy or delight or ecstasy in any way. He said the times when we do feel moved and alert may not be the set times for prayers. So we don't pray, right? So what he's saying is that in the world, there are moments when when we feel joy, we feel sorrow, we feel our souls going somewhere, but it might not be in the midst of prayer, right? In the midst of prayer spaces or times. And so we knock prayer out of our lives, He says, over a lifetime of habituation, our soulfulness finds its only expression in mundane pursuits, what to eat, what to drink. The spirit is crusted over with these mundane layers and rarely finds itself applied in deep contemplation. So he says, what we need to do are to move ourselves into emotional readiness as we prepare to pray. But there is also a second approach, which we must explore when we experience moments of inspiration and awe. When we, ha- we see Yira, right, in the world, we have some moment of awe. We cannot abandon these openings simply because it may not be just the right moment for our daily prayers. He says, anytime we feel deeply with sadness, joy, or even business concerns, we are dealing with the soul. She simply is clothed in this mundane situation. He says, when a profound feeling of sadness wells up, we have an important opportunity to align the mundane state of mind to the soul's perspective. Even if the immediate cause for the dejection is a business disappointment, he says, go off to a private setting as soon as possible, and pray. You can recite psalms that have some bearing on your situation, right? He says, if, if you are worried, one of the things he says within this passage is a psalm that I turn to often, which is Psalm 23, right? Loi rara ki imadi. I will fear no evil for you are with me, right? When I'm terrified of something or when I need to feel that God is with me, or that the the energy of that creator of life is with me. I can say those words when I'm feeling that way. And so what he's saying here is instead of, um, it's almost like instead of us going to, let's say, the synagogue and praying, right, which is a great thing to do, not in COVID times, but <laughs> in normal times, He's saying, bring prayer to you. Bring prayer to your life experience that when you are like I was walking in the street and you see something that is beautiful, that is awe-filled, that is light, that is color, that is the natural world that is beaming at us, that is a moment where we can bring prayer we can bring our souls, whatever our souls want to say in our own language, 
or if there's a psalm or a piece of liturgy that means something to us, we can bring it to that moment and ignite ourselves and just ignite the entire moment into that experiential moment of prayer. And he says that by doing this again and again, what happens is that we, we cultivate a life of prayer that's not just in one place, not just in a makom kavua, a fixed place in the synagogue, but that is in real lived life in the world. And these days I think, what a beautiful practice that would be for each and every one of us to see those highs and lows as opposed to putting our Judaism or our prayer life just in the synagogue or just at fixed times during the day. If we would bring our lives to the liturgy, right? Those moments when we experience great joy or tremendous sadness. I mean, that's why the Mourner's Kaddish works so well is because we bring our tremendous sadness to those words and those words hold us. But that can work also in the everyday, in the walking around town, in our business transactions, in our transactions with our friends, right? In those moments when we have conflict, when we have joy, when we have connection, when we have intimacy, bringing the words of prayer, the open heart that we wish to have to cultivate in our lives. That's how we build a deeply connected prayer life. So next time you have a high, you have a low, you have a moment that wells up with emotion, bring the tradition with you, bring God with you, bring the holy with you and utter a few words that contain that moment and allow you to take it to eternity. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, you can always check out more episodes at addisisrael.org slash awake or on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review to let us know you like the show. It helps us to get the word out. Finally, you can email us at awake at addisisrael.org to give feedback about the show. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you for listening. And I'm wishing you a holy encounter this week.